Hello guys and welcome to episode 127 of the Worldwide Shelf Podcast. It's your host Matt back again and I am joined by the wonderful Wayne Moulds. Wayne, how are you doing my friend? Yeah, it good actually. Is it obviously we've had um mixed as a Chelsea fan. Uh, luckily ladies are keeping us happy. So yeah, it's good. Yes, and we are here to talk about the ladies because the men are annoying us. Um, we're completely negative about that. So at least on here we can be talk- we can be positive about the women who are doing absolutely brilliant. Obviously, there's a tough road ahead and some crucial games coming up. But we are all confident in our women to do the best that they can. Um, obviously, we had the FA Cup semi-final at the weekend. Um, we faced Aston Villa, who... I would say at the moment is the be- is, they are the best of the rest um, in terms of the top teams. And then you've got the drop, which isn't as far as it has been in p- previous seasons. I think the Aston Villa team is a very good team. Um, if it can keep some of their players and build on this, can potentially break the mould. But we'll wait and see. But we did beat them 1-0 um, with Sam Kerr, of course, scoring. Um a good, a nice goal uh, on the 59th minute. Um, after what was, and well, it was an interesting game to say the least. Um, I wouldn't say it's the perfect performance, but got the job done, didn't we, Wayne? Yeah, it, it was a tough road. Uh, like you said, Asmir was the. They, I think they've done some really good shrewd signings this summer. Uh, this summer and winter, um, they've improved. The side, I think Kylie Ward's done a brilliant job there. Uh, and I think they probably have the signing of the whole of the Women's League this year, this year with Rachel Daly. I think she's been an absolute star, a star for them. Um, that you got, they, and yeah, it, it was hard work because the thing is with their team, they because they're so organised. It was hard for us to make them clear opportunities and get in the opportunities to make them count because even if we had the opportunities, Hampton's a very qualified quality keeper herself. So it wasn't going to be like the keeper would make mistakes. She didn't barely make any. Um, and with our injury situation at the moment as well, our back line they was going to be up for a challenge and that and they in the most of it they did a very good job they had but of course they had opportunities and Miss Fitch had to come in and clutch and she did um so yeah it was a tough tough road and obviously Sam Kerr like she normally does comes clutch from when it comes to it and it was a beautiful header um but saying that where would we be without White and with uh, Deadly Crosses at the moment? She's been absolutely stunning this year with uh, dev, uh, set piece and the dead ball situations and stuff. Um, so, yeah, obviously it's a brilliant result. Um, hard work, but obviously we're going to go into this final uh, against Man United now. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be an interesting final. Um, it shows though this year with the injuries that 
we're still competing in every every level in every competition. Um, what we lost in the final, unfortunately, in the League Cup, but we got into the final the FA Cup semi-finals in the Champions League, and we're still competing for the league title. So it, it just shows how good Emma Hayes is as a manager, you know. Yeah, I mean, I always think it's it's tough to play a team twice in a row, once after another. I know we had the international break in between this one, so it was a little bit different. But it's always hard to face a team right off the bat. Um, and we saw that kind of coincidentally with the Arsenal game. We played them the first time, played very well, looked really good, no problems whatsoever went in the final with the same attitude, same tactics, and it got outdone. Um, so I was always a little bit, cons- not concerned, but just there was something there. I was like, OK, th- this could be a potential slip up because Aston Villa, as you said, brilliant team at the moment. Carla Ward, I really do like her as a manager. Um, and I think she, if she does, if she moves on from Aston Villa eventually, I think we'll move on to a bigger club next um, potentially and I'd like to see how she does in that role um, depending on what club it is of course um, but I, and with obviously the injuries we had I, I was I looked and thought Chelsea women have to really be on their guard and get this job done and I think that was what it was it wasn't the most prettiest performance um, obviously we do we do have the injuries at the back which I thought as I agree with you Wayne I think on the whole I thought we dealt as good as I thought they would do. Um, wasn't perfect, but you know I, I can't ask a right back and a, and the backup centre back at the moment to do the best they can. It was a makeshift um, back four, really, technically, um, because Jess Carter's not a natural left back. Um, obviously, Perisay's in a natural position, but obviously she has Lauren James in front, so she has to do a bit more defensive work anyway. Um, but it was... It was. They did as good a job as they could. Obviously, next match it's going to be a massive step up. So hopefully, I don't think Millie Bright's going to be back. But hopefully, Buchanan is in the fold. I'm praying that she's in the fold. Um, but it is what it was. So the lineup obviously was Musovic in goal, back four of Jess Carter, Eriksson, Mielda, Perise, uh, midfield of Cuthbert, Kankovic. Uh, Poles back with the mask, of course. Every Chelsea player goes, plays great in a mask. Uh, Gura Wrighton on the left, Lauren James on the right, Sam Kerr up front. When I saw this way, and I thought it, I like, I like how attacking it was, it, it, um, especially the midfield. Obviously, the defence, it, it is what it is, but I don't think we could possibly do anything else apart from that. Um, the only other thing that people were suggesting was maybe. Would Sophie Ingle drop into that centre-back role? But I think Marin's obviously used to play in different positions um, and being versatile. So I thought Marin would do probably the best job out of anyone in that centre-back role, being out of position. Um, what did you think of the lineup when you first saw it? Um, shocked. I won't lie, shocked. Um, I knew the back line we was going to obviously be against it uh, with obviously the injuries. And like you said, I, I, I actually thought Sophie Ingle might play there um, myself, but I understood understood it. Um, and 
yeah, I'm, I'm glad we performed well. I think Miada, it's not like she's uh, not familiar with, the, with that position. She's played it for Norway, um, and she has played it for us in the past. If I remember rightly when we had injury issues with, and she played with Millie Bright, I believe there. Um, so I'm, I'm I wasn't surprised. Uh, I was great, and I think one thing I think was to our advantage is experience. I think with the defenders, they was very experienced. So they, they knowledge. So. I didn't worry about them not doing well. I was just worried. The only thing that worried me was with Rachel Daly. She's a very good attacker. Um, and with the wing of Hanson and Lehrman, they had a good, peop- uh, good enough wingers in that team to cause damage. So, yeah. I mean, to- even Daly as well coming forward as well, Kenza Daly. Yeah, so we we did a very, I think we did a very good job um, with with it. But like you said, it's now it's going to be an up. Um, I think there's going to be changes. Obviously, I'll go into it when when we talk about, about the game. But um, with the performance and with how everyone played, um, I think they did really well. I, I understood what you said about Persich. Obviously, we've got to do more defending because of James. But I think James does do a good job when it comes to it. Um, and I thought Persich was probably the weakest link, if I'm going to be honest, out of back four. Um, she didn't perform as well as she normally does. Um, but saying that, she didn't have a bad, bad game, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, she was, yeah, I'd say she was the weakest out of the four. Um Maybe that's an idea. I, I, I think the reason we like Eve is that she's very good on. She's she's very good. She's good defensively. Don't get me wrong, but she's also very good on the attack. Um, and maybe it was an aspect of she was maybe caught in two minds because she's looking at Marin next to her. She's, as far as I'm aware, Marin's never not played centre back this season with her. So it's it's a completely new partnership. Um, and maybe there was that just caught of mind of. And like, do I need to stay back? Do I need to go up? And so obviously, when a player is doubting themselves in terms of what they should do, then they're going to drop the level of performance. Um, I mean, I, going back to kind of the Sophie Ingle thing, I think I wasn't surprised that Marum was in there. But then I thought if Marum wasn't in there, I was definitely expecting Sophie Ingle to be in the midfield to kind of be the kind of shore things up in case anything happened. But obviously... Emma's gone very bold um, with Cuthbert and Leopold and Jankovic, which I thought it worked. It was fine. Um, it's not a problem. Obviously, Sophie Ingle come on to try and shore things up, um, along with obviously eventually Jesse Fleming replacing Cuthbert, Charles coming on for James to be a bit more defensive, and then Canrid come on for the last couple of minutes. But um, overall, I think it was a good game. But the one thing I think I look at, and maybe I, I, you can understand why this is kind of set in, but I felt at times the, the side looked a bit tired. Um, and obviously we haven't got, we, we've had a few injuries. We haven't got the biggest squad in the world now, after England and um, you've got a couple of the girls on loan um, that haven't come back. We haven't got the biggest squad in the world 
Um, and you could, do you think we, you could see that settling in a little bit towards, especially the end of the game? And that's where I think Aston Villa was starting to come back into it a little bit. Yeah, you, I think you're correct, hundred um, percent. Yes, we have got good. There's players there that obviously we have got, but you look at the. If we're going to go down, it look you look at Ingle of the uh, Ingle, sorry, England obviously leaving, and with uh, Nuren going on loan, and then you look at then the injuries on top of that with Frank Kirby, um, Hard obviously just got back, now Buchanan, Bright, um. What's that midfielder's, the Czech's midfielder's name? can't remember her name. Bitcover. She's out of the injured as well. Um, I don't know, you look at Cuthbert's been in and out. Um, so, yeah, obviously injuries hasn't been our best friend right now. Um, and it's obviously, like we said, the squad has obviously been wilted because of that. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to put it on there. I think it's just because obviously the games are coming thick and fast, um, and it's just the end of the season. And the internationals, obviously, coming back from there, and with this, obviously, the summer being such important for the women's this year, you can see that they're all giving hundred and ten percent, and I think that it is getting. Tired for them at the end of the games, but and and especially with the pitch, you look at the the Walsall pitch, it wasn't the best of pitches. So they're obviously they're working hard on that as well. So yeah, I'm I'm I wasn't I'm not overly concerned, but I get it. I understand where why they was getting tired at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, I I think I understand your point. I I do agree with it to an extent. I think in hindsight, you can look at and go, oh, we shouldn't have got rid of Bethany England. Um, We shouldn't have got rid of Nguyen in terms of our loan. Um, We should have got this, this and this. But I think we have had a lot of injuries. And obviously, there's another club that is being highlighted for injuries and their fans are crying that their season's been ruined because of injuries. in terms of fighting for the title, although I think while some of our injuries haven't been such huge ones in terms of potentially career-ending or career-stagnating injuries, we have had a lot of injuries. We we, we have not seen Peniel Harder for 60-70% of the season. Frank Kirby's been out for a bit about 40% of the season, um, and that's two attacking changes that you want to bring on. Um, Obviously, we've, we've we've not seen Millie Bright for a few games. We've we've had we've got Buchanan out now. We've had Lawyer Poles obviously out for half the season because of maternity leave, and she's now coming back. And that's that it has added a bit of depth in the midfield, thankfully. Um, and there have been a m- number of others. She Cuthbert's been in and out. Um, thankfully, Sam Kerr's been okay, um, and I pray she stays okay. Um, but we have had a lot of injuries. Um, but I think unlike other uh, certain clubs in London. Um, We've just got on with it and not let our levels drop uh, too much. Um, we'll get into it a little bit more with the pitches when I um, will speak about the other uh, game that happened last night. But I looked at that pitch for, for the first few minutes and I just looked and went, please don't get another injury. 
please don't get another injury. So the fact that we got no injuries coming out of that game, just fantastic. Great job done. Good. Let's move on. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not too much more to speak about the game. Sam Kerr, great header, doing Sam Kerr things, scores a great header, misses a one-on-one, typical Sam Kerr, but we move, um, we love her for it. Um, and it was good, Wayne, was it good to finally set, to go back to celebrating Sam Kerr goals, unlike uh, in the international break? <laughs> uh, you had to bring that one up. Um, yeah, I guess so. I'm, I'm, no comment. Uh, I mean, the the Australia game, I sat there, I was like, just smiling, because I was like, oh, I can't celebrate, I really want to, because I'm used, I'm just used to seeing Sam Kirsch score and cheering up, but I was like, oh, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a bit heartbreak, so I'm glad that we can go back to normal, normal operations and just celebrate Sam Kerr goals, which is good, um, and obviously you said Gura right, and again, crossing the ball in. I mean, for me, I'm saying it right now, she's my player of the year. Um, I know Sam scored a lot of goals, but I think without Guru, I think we would potentially be in a much more struggle in terms of um, fighting for this league because she's been just that... Well, she's been a very good creative force, but she's also scored a lot of goals, hasn't she? Yeah, uh, I can't... (laughs) I think uh, right, uh, yeah, you go right back, going right, and she's been an absolute phenomenon. The same Kerr, another one. But I think the at the moment, he's going to say them two. But I've got a outsider for me, and that's Millie Bright. I think Millie Bright's had absolutely stunning season. Obviously, just before the injuries, but I think, and it shows how much we miss her at the moment. And I think personally, for me. She she deserves a, to be up there as well. So, oh yeah, I think it. I think it's definitely them to, them three in the top three. Um, one 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 of the uh, fans of the podcast will want me to shout out Elsie Abdelina, who's played well every time she's played, uh, and technically her goal goal to minute ratio is brilliant. But unfortunately, we can't include her because she's just not played to enough games. But yeah, I I think we'll, we'll discuss it more in the end of the season pod, but fantastic i mean it's it's good that we can have a debate but i i mean i i picked guru last year and that was just a try let's try and get her in even though it was other people but i'm so glad she's been i mean i knew she she would continue and go on in this vein of form i was a bit not disappointed with her in the euros but obviously norway didn't play very well um and i don't think it was particularly her fault i think it was other people around her but I'm glad that she's managed to shake that off and go into this season and absolutely be on fire. Um, obviously, we have Manchester United in the final after they just about beat Brighton. It wasn't the most comfortable games in the world. Uh, it was a good game to watch, to be fair. Um, but they beat them 3-2. Um, books are placed at Wembley, um, which... Tickets are on sale now. If there are any left, I don't think there are many left because me go. It felt like a men's game trying to get a ticket on the uh, online waiting room, being kicked out twice. Uh, just as I got in at 10 a.m. and when I tried to get two tickets, I could only get two. I could only get a pair of tickets in one block. So uh, amazing. Obviously, it looks like it's going to be near enough a sellout at Wembley. But are you disappointed a little bit, Wayne, with the? 
lack of tickets given to Chelsea and United. Chelsea given about uh, seven and a half thousand. May night eight, so that's fifteen thousand out of a possible eighty three, eighty four thousand. Do you think that's poor again from the FA to give so many to to what everyone's dubbing neutral FC? Um, maybe I, I don't know. I say it's something I don't really get involved with. I would like more of the fans there, but end of the day, it's. I, I'm, I'm one of those who just don't get involved, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, what made me laugh was the fact that Man United, even though they've been a club that's been around for four years, managed to get more tickets than Chelsea. But there you go. It is what it is. Um, are you confident of getting Man United done in, in the final? Or is it going to be a tough game? Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. Um they're in very good form and they've proven it this year in, in the league as well. Um, and they've got some players at the moment are just on fire. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a very tough game. Um, we're proving it in the league this year when last season, I think we beat them 7-0 or something like that at home, their ground. And then we won that last game of the season and one four two, I think, or something like that. But this year, as I remember, it's only been a nil nil draw and one nil victory, something like that. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a tough game. I think we'll get it. But uh, saying that, hopefully by then we'll have players back from injury, and we should be up for it then with the fully fit squad. Yeah, I mean, we've still got a lot of games, obviously, in between that. Um, it's going to be a bit tough in that respect, because obviously United have the um, advantage of not playing so many games in terms of they haven't got games in hand in the league, and obviously they do not have Champions League games to play against teams like Barcelona. So I think we do have a lot of games to play um, in between now and the final on the 14th uh, on the Sunday. Um but I do think while United are a good team, I think in that moment where while some of these players maybe have played in finals before, as a team, they've not got that much experience in the final, whereas Chelsea are regulars in finals at the moment. So I think that experience might just help us over the line a little bit more. Um, obviously, we beat the other Manchester club in the final last year um so fingers crossed we can do that again um i do find it a little bit strange that the if the, they've done the fa cup in before the last game of the season league wise i think i always prefer it when the cup games after the league um but um it's it's, it's gonna be a good game hopefully uh 230 kickoff which is nice for me because unlike the england women's game I'll actually get back at a normal time and not be stuck by shocking trains not letting me home. Um, but it is what it is. Um, I think I'll be, thankfully, in the lower tier of Wembley, uh, in the Chelsea end. So I'll make sure I get, uh, hopefully, speaking to a few players after when they're, of course, celebrating and not commiserating. Um, but I think it'll be a good game. Um, and hopefully we will get the result and another trophy in the cabinet. 
Um, looking forward to the next game. Thankfully, we did have a, a nice break midweek uh, for our Champions League game, unlike another uh, English club in the Champions League. Um, Barcelona, Saturday, um, two, yes, 2.30. Um, bit of a weird time for a Champions League match, but I'm not going to rant about that any more than I already have. Um, nervous for the game? Yes, obviously, because Barcelona is probably... We've got a lot of history, from, as we know, um, and they're one of the better sides in Europe in the women's game. Um, it's going to be very tough, but saying that, I've, I've got a good feeling. Um, obviously, it depends on the lineup. I think I know my lineup if we haven't got many Brighton Bush Buchanan, but let's wait and see. Yeah, I, I think it's um, it's going to be tough um, with the the players that we're the potentially missing. I think if it, if we both had full strength teams, I think unlike the final a couple of years ago, I think it would be would be a very even match, um, and we'd be well in our right to say we're going to win it. Um, especially since we beat Leon, who beat them in the final last year. Um, but obviously we are missing very key players, potentially, um, and I think I will be worried if we do have to go, as much, as well as they played at the weekend, I will be worried if that same back four goes into that first leg against Barcelona. Um, with the players they've got, I mean, people like Lucy Bronze are just fantastic, um, a joy to watch. Uh, among with their other players. I know they have a couple of injuries themselves, but it's gonna it, it it I think if we can beat Barcelona now, even though we potentially might face Wolfsburg in the final, which is just a nightmare considering how bad we are against Wolfsburg generally, um I think we'd be able to go all the way. Um but it it's it, it's it's gonna be a tough match. Um do you think Kadisha Returns because are we assuming that Millie Bright does not make it because we've not heard anything about Millie Bright and seeing her on crutches at Wembley um, for the England match that for me just signs that I won't see her for the rest of the season. Well, obviously no no news on Millie um, and I've been looking at training pictures and those I've not seen any pictures of uh, Kachisha either, so I'm. Going by, there's good, them two are not going to be there um, for the game. Um, so I think we're going to have to make do with the same squad um, who played the weekend. Is uh, going to be out again. So I think we have to look into that. Um, it's a shame, unfortunately, but. I think we can work with it. I don't think there's. we have to be too worried right now. Yeah. I mean, would you go with the same back four for Barcelona? I would, but in a different setting. How would you go about it? See, I, I would look at it and think, right, that we need to make sure in that middle that there's going to be someone with pace that can run back. So I'm going to go right side, right back, uh, Mialda, 
left back Persic, and in the middle Carter and Eriksson. Yeah, I mean technically that would mean everyone is playing in their normal regular positions as well. Um, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. I do think Emma will keep it as it is because I think she wanted she wanted she wanted to do something. She it it. it these these players have had 90 minutes under their belts effectively to play to it with each other. So I think she'll want to keep that cohesion together if Kadisha doesn't return. Uh, I think she'll do everything to get Kadisha back uh, for the game. But um, it's going to be a tough match. Um, in terms of the rest of the, of the team, um, who would you put in? Obviously, there was... Um, are we expecting AKB to come back into the squad? Um, there was rumours of... Was it a potential illness with her last week? Um, and that's why she missed the Aston Villa game. But we assume she'll be back okay for um, Barcelona. Would you put AKB in or would you put Zachira in? Well, I've always been a fan of Message, but I think it will be Berger. I think she'll be back in. Um, I think it, if she's back uh, and she's well, She's the number one. Um, she's obviously proven to be the number one. Uh, she's done brilliant. She has done brilliantly for us. Um, so yeah, I think she'll be in, especially how she, uh, she saved the power knees and that. In that she deserves, I think she deserves that opportunity. But she needs to be sharp. Um, she's had too many for me mistakes this year, where. Normally, that's not Berger, but it has been this season. Um, so, hopefully, she can uh, be able to get back to her usual self. Um, I think it would be a 4-4-1-1 four, four, one, one for me uh, game. Um, and the only change I would make from the weekend uh, would be Ingle will be in for Kanovic. And I will push Cuthbert more as behind Kerr. Um, for me, that's how I would line up anyway. Yeah, I think Wayne, for once, I think we're absolutely in agreement uh, on a lineup. Um, I think I would like to see Ingle in um, just to have that um, defensive solidity behind the back four. I think for Barcelona, you do need that. Um, with Muscovich and Berger, it is a hard decision because I look at Berger and she is the better shot, stock, shot stocker at the two and we are going to take a lot of shots from Barcelona. So it is good to have her in. The only thing that worries me Berg, in terms of Berger is obviously her passing out from the back is not great and Barcelona are very good at, stop, at, at stopping that and passing around people. So... Potentially, I'd want to cheer with a feet, but at the end of that, I think after the Leon match with what Berger did in the Leon match with the penalties, I think you've got to bring her in um, if she's if she's fit and available. Um, and I think she will do a good job. She always does step up in the bigger games, um, so I, I would have her in. Um, and as you said, I would bring in Ingle uh, Kankovic. Kankovic can come on if we need her, but. And she's quite good coming off the bench, but I think Ingle is needed to just calm some nerves in terms of defensive solidity against what is going to be 
a fantastic Barcelona midfield, as it always is. Kira Walsh, um, you've got Manati, you've got so you've got so many players. I'm not going to list out all their midfielders because you know them all. They're all fantastic. Um, it's going to be a very good, it's going to be a very good Barcelona squad. Um, do you think this Chelsea team are will go into the game a bit worried after obviously last time we faced Barcelona, four 0 defeat? Um, do you think that will play in their minds a little bit, or do you think that will play in our hands of we want to get revenge against Barcelona? I think it would be the opposite of like revenge. I think this year Champions League we've upped it from performance levels, um, and we've been. Let's be honest. I don't think there's been a team this year in the Women's League that's had a tougher route than us this year uh, with. Real Madrid, PSG, Lyon, now Barcelona. Um, it is, it is. And so far, we've come out of it the other direction in a positive note. And I, I'm positive with us, uh, with the squad. With Harden being back as well, I think that's a big plus for us. Um, obviously, she's not come on yet, but She's, I think, her experience is a massive uh, plus point for us. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. I think um, we we have had that. It, it's kind of ridiculous how many how how our, our Champions League run has been in terms of Bayern Munich, uh, sorry, Bayern Munich uh, Barcelona, Lyon, Real Madrid, PSG. All right, we had Valencia. Um, who weren't very good, but you're allowed one bad team at least. Um, and I think people are looking at this match and going, "This is the fi- this is technically the final." Um, especially now, Arsenal with certain injuries, they don't they look a bit more of a shadow of what they are. Um, Wolfsburg, obviously, I I I I'm not counting out Wolfsburg because we know how they are against us, but they aren't as strong as they were last year. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it will be interesting to see how it goes. Um, in terms of ticket sales for the game, Chelsea did confirm this morning that over twenty-five thousand tickets have been sold um, for the game, um, which I think brilliant. Um, I think, especially obviously for a weekend game, um, you'd you'd want you that you'd expect more. The only thing that I look at and go. Could we get more tickets? Is the fact that there is no men's game on that weekend, so there is no excuse for any Chelsea fan who is going. I can't go see the women's because the men's is at the weekend as well. Um, do you, are you happy with twenty five thousand being at the Bridge um, for that game, or in the circumstances of there's no men's game, would would you like to see more? I'm happy. Um... I wish, yeah, of course, I wish there's more. Obviously, um, me and you have been a big advertisement of the women's game deserves more supporters, um, show more um, passion in the Chelsea fan base. I think the men's, it ain't just the men's anymore. And they've got to understand it's a club, not just one men's and that's it. You've got the women's, you've got the youth. We support, should support every single one of them from back to front. And women's deserve their opportunity to be supported because they have been so successful and 
they do so wonders on that pitch. Um, and certain players, they bleed for that uh, shirt and they bleed for the badge. And you can say that, can't we really say it for many of the Chelsea players in the men's. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the women deserve some more, more supporters there. But I, I'm happy with 25. Um, obviously, you're gonna, uh, when it's at Barcelona, you probably can get more tickets there, sold. Um, but it's a start. And I think it's, it, we're making things change for the better. I think we played more at Stanford this season with the women's and that's been an absolute godsend. I'm pleased, so pleased for the women's. They deserve the opportunity um, to show to show what they're made of, really. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think um, I, I agree. I think in an aspect, I think 20, obviously 25,000 I think is very good. Um, it's obviously the record for a Champions League night. Um, obviously, you could say that it's on a weekend, so obviously you expect there to be more for this, and it's Barcelona. Um, I do look at the fact that we got 24,000 at Tottenham um, and think, well, significantly better team, semi-final of a big competition, again, with no clash of the men's game. I still think we could probably get a bit more, but that is probably me just being a bit selfish. Um, I think it's not me demeaning the fact that we've got 25, we're going to have half uh, 25,000 people, uh, and that's going to be, I think, rocking a little bit more uh, in Stamford Bridge compared to how it has been in recent games. I think Chelsea are doing the best they can. Um, I don't see much they're doing wrong in terms of pricing is more than happy, is more than good. Um, it's very affordable, very cheap. Um, they are I do like that they're posting it on um, around the banners in the men's games. Um, they are they had a new um, advertisement board put on. I think it was the East Stand um, or the West Stand. I can't remember which one it was. Um, advertising the game, um, so they are trying to. I I, I still think, and I, I said this last time. I don't see the harm of advertising it on the men's. Uh, Twitter page. Obviously, they they announced they re- retweeted the twenty five thousand tickets sold uh, on the men's page, but I think it'd be nice just to put push push a bit more on the men's page um, about the women's tickets being on sale. But that 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 apart from that, I don't think there's much more Chelsea can do um, to get people in. Apart from maybe saying. If you go to the women's games at Stamford Bridge, you get more loyalty points for the men's because obviously that would help a lot of uh, men's ticket holders get loyalty points for the men's as well. So maybe that's something they could do. But again, that's little things that will improve the ticket performance. But I think the overarching thing is they're doing very well um, and trying to get as many in as possible, uh, which obviously you can be we can be proud of doing. Um, so moving on to kind of a prediction for Barcelona. Uh, if you are able to give me one, Wayne, what what would be your prediction for the game? I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea. I really like your po- I li- I really like your positivity. Um, I am going to be 
slightly more negative. I'm not I'm not being completely negative, I'm being slightly more negative. I'm going to go over one one. Uh and I think we're gonna have to go to the new camp. Um with the game still in both teams' hands, um, potentially obviously advantage Barcelona because it is still a draw going into their stadium. Um, but I, do, I do think it will be an open game, but and it, there's not. I think there's going to be quite. A, I think both goalkeepers are going to have a hell of a performance um, stopping people. I, I I assume it will be Sam Kerr that scores, um, just because that's that's a bit of an easy betting um, for Barcelona. I think it could be anyone, really, because so many goals goals in that team. Um, it could be anyone, so I'm not going to predict a Barcelona scorer, but I think it'd be 1-1, uh, and it'd be an interesting fight into the second leg, uh, which is in an evening kickoff, which I still am amidst, but this random one is just on the afternoon, and the Spanish one's on the evening, but there you go, is what it is. Um, moving on from Chelsea now into other news and other games that are relatable to us um in a way for the title race obviously last night two of our title rivals arsenal and man united uh fought out um to try and get some more points in the super league man united coming out as winners one nil against arsenal um arsenal players on the floor hands in their heads to the knees um potentially I would say the title race for them is probably over in the fact of it's out of their hands now, definitely. And they've got to hope for a lot of stuff to go their way to push them back into title contention, um, to say the least, especially if Chelsea do uh, do go on to win their games in hand. Um, what did you think of that result, Wayne, last night? Obviously, Man United almost solidifying that they are definitely going to take us towards the end um but arsenal faltering again i didn't watch it so i can't say anything about the game um i wasn't surprised with the result um obviously the injury will obviously you will go into scares me a bit uh just for england hopes um but so I am not surprised with the result because I look at Man United this season. Have, like I said, they've been a much better side, um, and they've got the players they've got in like Russo, Eddie Toon, Kate Zenham, and then you look at um, Golton, uh, Oli Betty, uh, Hay Led, Letizia. Mary Earps, they've got a very, very, very good side this year. And, yeah, I am not surprised one little bit by by them winning and being the, the team to push us the most this year. Yeah, um, I think that the, the, the Man United have improved massively. Um, more arguably than I thought they would. Um, I thought City would kick on compared to last year, and they have. Um, I thought with Arsenal signings that they would do very well. Obviously, they have had other problems um, of their own that's causing them to be problems. But I'm a li- United has surprised me also because i i don't like the, I don't like Skinner as a coach. Um, 
I think with Orlando Pride, it was not very good at all and it all went wrong there. Um, and I don't like his way of playing. Um, but it has worked somewhat at United um, and it is working. And obviously that does put them in some sort of title race with us. Um, I do find it interesting that actually it feels like the stars are aligning for us a little bit that Arsenal beat Man City um, and knocked City away from us a little bit and now Man United have knocked Arsenal away from us. Now, obviously, Man United's other tough game is against City, so it would be absolutely hilarious if Manchester City then go and beat United and then that would almost, should we beat Arsenal, fingers crossed, touch wood, get put us mm. in a, a better, a good position to retain the title. Um, are you nervous about the title race? Obviously, we do potentially have the advantage if we win our games in hand, but obviously we do have quite a few games in hand um, against teams that are fighting for their lives in terms of staying in the Women's Super League. Um, are you confident of winning them games and getting the title, or are you a bit nervous, obviously, with the amount of games we've got some of the injuries we have uh, and a potential slip-up that could be on the way? Uh, I'm nervous. Uh, always am with football. Um, anything can happen. The women's, even though they've been a mainstay up there, you just never know what could happen around the corner. Um, so, yeah, I am nervous, but I've been, I'm an Emma Hayes believer, so I've got no... I've got no reason to doubt that she can bring us to the title again. Yeah, I mean, the games, obviously, we've got we've got Barcelona um, twice in a matter of five days, um, which is interesting. So at least that kind of gets sorted out relatively quick. Um, then we move on to three games in 10 days, Liverpool at home on the Wednesday. Um, on the Sunday, we have um, Everton at home um, and then another home game against Leicester uh, on the 10th of May before the FA Cup final. Um, is it good that we seem to be at home for the majority of our matches and even the away matches are Reading and West Ham, so it's not much travelling at all for us apart from, of course, Barcelona? In a way, yes, but I don't think that's a big deal. I just look back to the time when we struggled, the City, the Arsenal, um, and then the Leon areas, I did remember Emma Hayes saying three, ga three games in seven days is too much uh, for the squad. Uh, and I did hear her complain about that. So that's where I look at that and go, all right, it's it's three of the bottom teams, but um, could that be a area where we look and slip up a little bit? Um, maybe, but I'm you're you're someone looked into that, but I don't to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm I'm just I'm just trying to get your positivity out of you, Wayne. I'm trying to get you positive, get me positive about getting the title. Um, obviously, the big game in our run is Arsenal on the 21st of May, uh, a week after the uh, FA Cup final. Um, that. Hopefully we'll secure it because I don't really want to go to Reading and have to win the title um, because we know we can slip up at Reading. That's always been my worry um, when I've seen that. 
Um, in terms of Manchester United, I'll just get the Manchester United women fixtures up now because, you know, uh, phones don't go very fast. Obviously, they've still got some tough games. Um, they've got Aston Villa away, which obviously we saw with that pitch. It's hard to play on that pitch and Aston Villa are a good team, so that could be a potential slip-up for them. Obviously, they then have Tottenham, um, which with the way Tottenham are playing, they're in a bit of free fall, so I don't think that's a big problem for them. And then they've got, on the same day as we've got Arsenal, it's the Man United City game. Um, so I think, and then their final game is Liverpool. So I think a lot of Liverpool fans would love to spoil uh, United's, type, uh, United's potential title parade. Um, by beating them in that match, wouldn't they? Yeah, uh, they, obviously they're going to have hard games, I think. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting run. And uh, I said anything could happen. But you've got to believe, and I believe in them, Hayes. So, if we're looking at the end of the season, I'm going to ask you what in now. How many trophies are we going to have in the bag? Three. Three? Yeah. I love your positivity, Wayne. Um, I still think we've got to get bar- through Barcelona first um, before I am confident that we have the Champions League in our in our grasp. But um, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, fingers crossed, we do get it. Um, but we'll see how we go from there. Um, I think it'd be fantastic if we can get the FA Cup and the Premier League um, alongside the trophies we already have, um, and it will be a I think if we can win the Champions League and then finally we can have Arsenal women saying, not going on the same wet for us, saying, oh, you haven't won a Champions League, blah, blah, blah. You can't be a Hall of Fame team. I think that will cement this team into the Hall of Fame, if anyone had any doubts um, about it. Um, Going back to the Arsenal game um, a little bit more, obviously there was bad news for Arsenal fans and possibly just as bad news for England fans. Obviously, Leah Williamson almost having to be carried off um, after uh, incident away from the ball. Um, Idavell come out and said that he, she, he, she got her studs stuck in the ground um, and that has caused a potential knee injury. Um, I'm going to straight away be the pessimistic medical person here, um, obviously being nasty path. I think it's highly probably an ACL um, and I don't think she'll play um, in the World Cup at all. Um, I am really hoping that I'm wrong and it's not and it's something else, but I do think it looked as serious as it was and off the ball incidents like that are always the ones you worry about. Um, Wayne, what, what was your reaction to that Leah Williamson um, incident? I only read about it um, because I said I didn't watch the game. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a worry, especially with, obviously, like you said, but we spoke about Millie Bright as well. Um, so, yeah, it's quite a worry for England and I hope, touch wood, that it isn't that bad. And I'm not just saying because of Arsenal, I'm saying it for England because she's a She's been a brilliant leader for us um, as, as she's come in, I think. So, yeah, we have to wait and see, really. We just have to pray to the gods up there that it isn't that bad. 
Yeah, I think in terms of England, I do think Millie will be fine for the World Cup. Um, and I hope she is. Um, if she isn't, then we, despite her comments, I think we definitely have to bring Steph Horton back into it because I do think, alongside the centre backs we have, I do think we need a some sort of experience in there. Um, whether she plays starts or not is another question, but I do think we'll probably have to bring her back in uh, if. Leah Williamson's out. Um, but again, Idavel pointing towards the pitch at Lee, uh, Lee Stadium um, not being to the standard he wants to see uh, at women's football. And obviously, we saw how terrible that Aston Villa pitch was um, against against us. Um, are you worried and concerned with the state of some of the women's pitches? Um, particularly at the moment. Um, for me, I didn't, for that um, game, the Villa game, I did not understand why we weren't playing at Villa Park, considering it's an FA Cup semi-final, it's a big game. And if that's the state of the pitch for a semi-final of the FA Cup, why are we why are we not playing at Villa Park? Um, if you want to bring more people into the game, more, more, more viewings, all right, Villa Park might have been empty, um, but at least we're playing on a better pitch. Yeah, um, you you know I've been saying long enough time, and well, it's worrying me with the women's pitches. I think they need better care. I think you look at Kings Meadow. We're very fortunate that that is being taken care of, and every time you play there, you barely see any bad injuries because the pitch has never been that bad, and it's got to be the same everywhere and. Yeah, I obviously couldn't, can't announce what the pitch was against last night, but the Aston Villa game, it was no excuse not being at Villa Park. Um, uh, yet the game before, the day before, they obviously they did play at Villa Park, I believe, when they played Newcastle. But it it doesn't mean they can't have another game day after, as long as it's not on the same day. I don't see why they can't have that game. And, it, and it's it's not like one match is going to make any difference to the state of the Villa Park pitch. I understand that you do have to take care of it after. At the, the end of the day, Aston Villa men's want to have the best possible pitch possible. But I think you have time within the week to make sure that pitch is back up to standard for the Villa next Villa game. Um, and especially the Arsenal-Man United one, I think where... United alright they are playing the Europa League are they home or away for the Europa League what Man United yes the men's they are away yeah so uh, I, I could understand if they were playing at home the Sevilla maybe they want to keep the pitch nice and clean and they also they do do training sessions on on the stadium pitch, usually in UEFA Champions League games the day before, so maybe that might have clashed. But I don't understand why you don't put that in Old Trafford. It's a big game, Man United Arsenal for the title race. Why don't you put that in? Why don't you put that in Old Trafford if the lead if the lead pitch is so bad? Um, and I, I, I can understand clubs like Aston Villa because it isn't at the end of the day. It is not their stadium. It is Walsall Stadium at the end of the day. Walsall decide how they want to put their pitch and the pitch isn't going to be the best quality because it is a League 2, League 1 pitch 
but whereas King's Meadow, obviously the the the, the grass, the ground was transferred was the old Stamford Bridge pitch uh, at one point, um, and it is at that level of the Stamford Bridge pitch, and that's why it is it is one of the best pitches on on in 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 the women's stadiums. But I think people like United, where um, I think they have much less excuse compared to the smaller WSL teams in terms of making you making the pitch better um, and having a better pitch. Um, and I think obviously there is a, a worrying concern with women, too many women's footballers at the moment getting ACL injuries. Obviously, that could be the third one at Arsenal now. Um, in just one team um and obviously if we can't we don't want this to continue carrying on and i do understand that there is scientifically some concerns with the aspect of women's bodies um the way they're structured and the way they're structured a little bit differently to men's bodies they are more prone to these sort of injuries so if you already have that aspect why you allow them to play on dreadful pitches like this is just another thing coming. Um, obviously, there is Stanford uh, Kings Meadow isn't perfect. Obviously, we saw how it uh, f- free throws over um, in the Liverpool match, um, and obviously that was cancelled. But I believe the club have confirmed that undersoil heating is coming to that coming to Kings Meadow soon enough, um, and that will be implemented. So that will even improve our pitch even more. Um, when it does eventually come in. But do you think that, at least for the bigger WS Gold clubs, more needs to be done for their pitches? You look at Man United, you look at Man City, both of them, they need to keep their pitch, no excuse for their pitches, because they've both got stadiums for the women's itself. So they need to keep that on uh, top of it. So... No excuses there. And you look at Reading, they play at, Red, at their stadium, so they've got no excuse. Um, it's a championship side, even though it looks like they might be going down. It's still, that pitch should be still good enough to be played on. But then, for me, then something needs to be done for the teams like Aston Villa, Tottenham, um, Arsenal. When um, when they play their home games, not um, their ground, Liverpool, these teams, the pitches need to be better. It's not, it's not uh, right for them to have to deal with that sort of level. Now we look at what well, everyone's saying that the women's league now the in England is the. Everyone watches that league. Everyone wants to go to that league. It's the number one league in the world. But if you look at pitches in America, Australia and stuff like that, they don't have them issues. So why we have them? You look at games in Germany, barely any issues like that. Why are we having them? And that's my issue. Yeah, I agree. I think I understand someone like Arsenal because, again, it... It is the fact that they share Boreham Wood Stadium. So at the end of the day, I think, as I'm not aware of the actual specifics of how the pitch is taken care of, but I believe it's Boreham Wood that take care of the pitch and not Arsenal. So I can understand that 
in a way, it's out of Arsenal's hands a little bit. Um, and a little bit the same with Tottenham, a few other stadiums. Um, but for the likes of Reading, who play in their men's stadium, so their men's... I think Reading's pitch is actually quite good. I, I will say that Reading, I think, are OK with their pitch, so I don't think that's too much of a problem. But it's unexcusable for Man United and Man City, who play... They're not... It's not... And they're not stadiums that are rented from other lower league clubs. It is their stadium. It's their academy stadium slash women's stadium. It's their own ground. Uh, I just looked up now. Lee Valley Sporting Centre cost them £83.5 million to do. So surely, at that point, you, you should be having... Really, United and City should be having, alongside Chelsea, the best pitches on the WSL. And they should be setting the example for other clubs. Um, and maybe with the Aston Villas, the Arsenals and that, if their pitches ain't very good, they need to maybe say to Boreham Wood, all right, we'll, 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 we'll hire some ground staff and or give them a bit more funding themselves. Obviously, I don't know how FFP that works in terms of funding for each team because if I, I don't know how they would be able to exchange the money. But if they can help the, them clubs out with the groundkeeping and providing them facilities and maybe paying for that um, in some way or another, then it can improve. It it, it, it can improve. I, I just don't... I, I couldn't believe... I mean, I couldn't believe the state of the Aston Villa pitch. Um, even for... Even, even for a, a, t- a League One, League Two team, I thought, I've seen Sunday Sunday League pitches better condition than that. Um, I thought it was a bit disgraceful, really. But to see Man United's pitch in the way it was, I just... I don't... I don't... I don't know. I... I I'm angry at this because if it means if that's caused Leah Williamson to be out for six months and to miss the World Cup and to potentially hamper England's chances of winning the World Cup, then I am going to be absolutely furious at United and I'm gonna I'm I am I I am what someone that does hold a grudge and I will hold a grudge onto Man United women for a long time if that does happen. Um and I'm sure Arsenal fans will do too if that uh, ruins their title hopes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know I went on a big long rant there, so I, I can. It's all right. I, know, I don't hold a grudge like you, but I get the, I get the upset. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, hopefully they can improve, um, and we will be able to sort that out. Um, so that is the end to what is another wonderful pod. Obviously, just over an hour that me and Wayne have done for you guys together. Um, in terms of when we will next be on, I don't think we'll be able to get a pod. We might we'll see we'll see if we can get a pod done in between the Barcelona games. If not, we will see you after this definitely after the second leg of the uh, the Barcelona game, um, and then we'll, we'll we'll go from there. Um, Wayne, thank you again for coming on uh, and joining me as the wonderful co-host. Yeah, I'm always I've always like coming on there, you know that. Um up the chairs, hopefully we'll get uh keep the blue flag flying over the weekend. Yes, definitely. I want I I I want next Thursday all them blue flags shining around the Camp Nou, uh and hopefully embarrassing Barcelona and taking us to another Champions League final. 
Uh, hopefully a 4-0 win would be just fine. Uh, but thank you all for listening to this wonderful podcast. Obviously, you can find us on Apple and Spotify and the usual platforms. Make sure you check out the website at www.worldwideshelf.com and also check out our merch store, which the women's stuff should be coming soon. I am going to message Paul, uh, who sorts out the merch after this, um, to see if he can get it out before the Barcelona game um, on Saturday. Um, So I hope you all have had a wonderful day listening. Uh, Thank you for listening. Up the Chelsea, up Chelsea women. We are coming to the Champions League.